Hey everyone and welcome to a new episode of Leading Your Agency. My name is Benjamin. I'm the founder of SMB Consulting, a consulting firm specializing in agencies and service-based businesses. I'm the founder of uh, multiple companies, some of them agencies as well. So uh, today we want to talk about a topic that is very yeah, pain-inducing to many agencies that we work with and agents for agency owners that we speak to. And it's the topic of client approvals and feedback. And we labeled this uh, episode, uh, client approvals suck, they don't have to, because typically that's what happens. Client approvals are the source of, you know, major hiccups in the organizations and um, targeting that, uh, addressing that and improving that is a stepping stone to really smoothen your operations and at the same time, enhancing your client experience which, as we know, is the major tool that you have for retention and also for uh, referral business and repeat business. So uh, why do client approvals suck? I mean, uh, running a service-based business, an agency, you have a distinct differentiation to other company types, to product-based businesses in particular, which is you cannot deliver value without involving your client. Right, so typically the client in a service-based business is what you perform your service on, or at least with. Right, so if you're a hairdresser, obviously you perform your service on the client. The client has a big say in what the, what happens and how that works. Um, but also, if you're an agency, you perform the service with contribution and collaboration of your client. So you can't just you know optimize the last bit. Um, of process accidents out of your processes, but rather you have to find ways to engage with your clients in a way that will still allow you to run smooth operations and to deliver great performance at scale while still maintaining that personal touch and accounting for the uncertainties, for the dynamics that dealing with people inevitably brings. So Client feedback, client approvals. This can come in many shapes and forms, as you all know, right? You might have larger approval, approvals, like more or less like milestones in your project plans. You might have very small feedback loops that you engage your clients with. And there's multiple ways of doing this. So what can we do now to really improve these client approvals? And I think what we're all aiming for uh, as agency owners is really to arrive at a point where we get the feedback of the client in the right depth at the right time with a quick turnaround um, that we can then also process well. So it has to be usable for us, right? And oftentimes what we find is that there's multiple things that go wrong in these client approvals. And I think we've basically identified six different dimensions that you have to nail that you should look into that you should be working on in order to improve the client approval and feedback process with regards to the experience but also then with the benefit of you running you know a smoother agency with less hiccups less rework less cost and quicker delivery so the first one and i i can't stress it often enough and it's it, it almost feels like it's the recipe for any successful operations management in agencies is you have to manage expectations well, right? So uh, the client, when they start working with you, 
typically has no idea how you will work, right? So they probably have a rough idea of that you're going to produce some outcomes for them, but they don't yet know how exactly you're going to deliver this, what intermediate steps or semi-finished deliveries will look like, what feedback of them will be needed. So the first thing that you have to do is manage expectations by introducing them to your process, right? So there has to be, and this is also something I can't stress enough, there has to be a client kickoff. Now, depending on the scale of service that you run, this might either be an in-person kickoff, which is highly recommended as soon as your financial um, you know, unit economics of one specific client accounts allow for that. Going to talk about that in a second. Or it has to be some other form of delivering information and ensuring that the client acknowledges it in a some way, uh, some some sort of form, automated way, right? So if you run a white glove service, if you are a uh, full service marketing agency dealing with corporations, you typically charge high tickets then definitely you have to have a proper kickoff and you most certainly will but then and then there's the other end of the uh, of the of the scale where you run a low cost service at scale where there's hardly any room for additional face time with the client i would assume that most of you probably you know sit in between these two extremes and the question is really then how much hand holding how much one-to-one FaceTime or even one-to-many FaceTime, if you include multiple people in the kickoff from your end, can you afford? Let me tell you this. The a client kickoff meeting should not be considered a cost, right? It's rather an investment into a smooth collaboration. I think that the um, experiences that you can set right at the outset, the understanding of the process that you can create in such a kickoff will pay back multiple times the cost that you incur by sending people to that kickoff or the time that you as the owner of the agency spend yourself in that kickoff, right? So it's an investment that you make and you 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 probably agree with that if you have ever, ever had the problem of a client not giving feedback, you know, arguments that arise out of that, this delayed delivery, unhappy clients, unhappy team, right? So I think making considering a client kickoff meeting as an investment is critical. And now for the kickoff meeting, <clears throat> typically there are a few things that you can do. You know, you wanna you wanna manage expectations around results, you want to establish a timeline, you want to build a relationship. For the kickoff, what uh, for the feedback and approval, what's most important is to establish what feedback and approvals will be needed from the client at which time, right? So you want to be very clear about dear client, we're gonna work XYZ days or weeks on this. We'll provide you with the first draft around that time. We will then um, give you a week time to to provide that feedback and then we will do the rework um, and the revision of the content and then you will basically get another round of feedback two weeks later, right? So explain what the timeline is. That's the first point. Expectations around the workload that the client will incur. The other um, very important part is to uh, to make the client understand why feedback is important and what happens if they don't give timely or thorough feedback, right? So you have to explain to them, if we don't get feedback then, we can't make changes later. Or um, if we delay the feedback by one week, we miss a certain window to, to you know, publish things, et cetera, et cetera. All right, so first thing is, 
tell them when feedback is needed. Second, explain why feedback is so important. And thirdly, um, you also want to explain, um, you know, what happens if um, if feedback is poor, um, and also what happens, uh, what feed, what good feedback looks like, right? So you want to ma manage expectations around what is the level of detail that we need. You can't obviously explain all of that in the kickoff meeting in a lot of depth because the client doesn't have whatever they're feedbacking on the future in front of them, right? But you will have to tell them like, okay, there's a first, for example, feedback on the copy that is really just the copy. We know that it's difficult to feedback on that. Um, but, you know, for them, it's just a copy. In the second step, we're going to ask for feedback on the visuals. And then in the last step, we ask for final approval of, for example, the final ad or the final brochure or the final website or whatever it is, right? So tell them what exactly you expect at which stage of the feedback and ideally give them some form of visualized or written outline of what is expected from them, right? So they got to leave that meeting with a very clear understanding about what is expected from them, why it is important and what it should look like. Secondly, project management. So outside of, uh, you know, assuming you, you've, you've done the, uh, the, the kickoff, now you're working with that client and now you're asking for feedback. It makes a lot of sense to do, to project manage this feedback process well. And project management in most cases basically just means communicating, right? So you want to, if you know that there's a larger chunk of work that you're going to send over and want the client to review, um, you want to notify them in advance, right? Say maybe two, two, three days prior, like, hey, dear client, we're almost done with X, Y, Z. We're going to send over uh, these pieces of work next Wednesday. Would be great if you could allot some, uh, allocate some time to give us feedback um, until the following Friday, right? So again, it has to do with managing expectations, but really giving them the chance to free up some time in the calendar to then deliver. Secondly, also, then you want to deliver these uh, deliverables for the client to review at that time. Um, but then also, once you've sent over whatever you want the client to give feedback or approvals for, follow up, right? Have a good structure in place to follow up to tell them, okay, uh, you know, client, um, here's here's what you here's what we what we'll need you to do. Um, and then if you don't hear back from them, follow up a day later and say, hey, just wanted to check in if there are any questions um, regarding the delivery. Did you get a chance to look at it already? Um, and also, you know, potentially um, let us know if we can support in the feedback process. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But project manage the feedback process itself, right? So it's not done with sending it over uh, and then waiting for a week and then be disappointed uh, if you don't hear back and if you don't get the feedback back. But basically manage the client closely. Because, um, you know, I've also said on the other side of this whole equation, working for corporates and dealing with a lot of agencies, and I liked the agencies best that were project managing me heavily. Because, you know, for you, this client might be super important, but typically the client, they have a lot of other stuff on their plate as well, right? So you're one cog in the wheel for them. So the, the better you project manage them, the happier they will be and the quicker you get your feedback. Another topic that we typically find, so this is what one or two, right? Manage expectations and project manage the feedback process. Well, uh, another one that we typically find, this is the one that's very difficult to nail, is um, you have to strike a certain balance between getting feedback early to avoid, you know, unnecessary revisions, um, to basically be agile. And at the same time, you want to get feedback as late as possible in the process because it is way easier for clients to feedback on a finished deliverable 
than to finish on its components. I'll give you an example. If you uh, design a website for a client, or if you design social media posts for a client and ask him to review the copy separately, and then a day later or two days later, you ask him to review the the, uh, the images. Um, and a day later, again, you ask him to, to approve the whole thing. The outcomes of these things might be wildly different, right? So the, the copy might go through, image might go through, the two things combined don't work for the client, right? So typically, it's very hard for people um, to work at a higher level of abstraction, right? So you want to give them something that's as close to, that looks at least as close to a finished um, deliverable as possible in order to, to make the process very easy for them, right? To, to look at the finished product. And again, you have to strike a balance here because you can't typically can't wait until the product is done because then you have wasted a lot of time if it doesn't go into the right direction, right? So you'll have to massage that a bit and find a way in your specific delivery in your specific field of agency work with regards to, you know, collecting feedback early, as early as possible, but at the same time in a format that looks as much as the finished product as possible. Okay, so try to balance these two things. Fourth component of good of a good feedback process that we typically find is convenience, right? So um, there's, a, there's a saying that basically goes, the single best predictor for behavior is ease. Right, so whatever is easy will get done. So the goal is to make giving feedback for the client as easy as possible. There's multiple software tools out there today where you can, you know, easily comment on visuals, on on on, on images, on graphics, on PDFs, etc. Um, establish a good workflow where the client basically gets a link to review their stuff. Find out if you are working with you know larger b2b clients and organizations what works for them what's the format that's easiest for them oftentimes they will have uh, preferences for tools they work with in a, in a reg on a regular basis so it has to be very very easy because think about yourself i mean if you if you have a task in your email inbox or in your slack um and this probably how your feedback will um will or your request for feedback will arrive at the clients um and you know that this task is going to be very complex and complicated. You're going to push that out and out and out, right? And even if the process is simple, giving feedback requires a lot of, you know, brain capacity. So it's going to be um, a task that, you know, some people would dread anyway. But whatever you can do to make the process easy, right, to, to really give them a nice framework, a good place to leave feedback in, uh, to tie feedback very easily to, um, directly to the deliverable and not having to write, you know, open up another document and write this stuff down, whatever, um, the better. You know, oftentimes what, what works well for many people I've worked with is, you know, I'll just go through that thing that you delivered and I record a loom and give you the feedback. Obviously, it's hard to digest for you, right? Because it's easier to work off of written feedback. Um, but, you know, that would be the most easy thing for the client. Again, find a balance there, but convenience has to be easy for the client is a very, very critical factor and really, you know, improving the experience of your clients during the feedback process. Fifth component, and that again is something that is um, probably, or not probably, certainly only doable for the for the agencies among you that work with, um, you know, higher ticket offerings and, um, you know, financially strong clients, you'll have to have some slack for that is, if you can collect feedback in a meeting. All right. So typically what this would look like is instead of sending something over and waiting for the client to give feedback, you, you will send it over and say, hey, dear client, 
um, this is our um, deliverable and we're going to sit together next week or tomorrow or the day after and go through together and collect your feedback. So this is the obviously a, a way that is very time consuming because not only have, do you have to spend the time in that meeting, but you also have to process what's happening in the meeting in order to brief your creative team, your designers, copywriters, media buyers, whatever. Um, but it'll definitely help with that problem of, um, you know, feed, giving feedback is inconvenient, right? Because you just sit there and can talk it through. Also, you might um, be able to avoid you know, misunderstanding second rounds of revision because you haven't understood the feedback correctly. So the meeting is a great format, feedback meeting, to really go through it in detail and be sure to really collect what exactly you need. And also, um, you know, you're not... Um, you don't have to rely on the client identifying everything that you know is important, but you can also point him towards that. Right? You can say, hey, um, dear client, especially please have a look at the headline. This is what we came up with that. These were the other options. What do you think? Right? Or, hey, please pay attention to this button here because it's really important. Right? So the meeting is a great, great tool because it allows for immediate feedback, right? So it'll eliminate a lot of these things. Again, everything obviously holds true of the other components. Find a way in the meeting to make it as easy and seamless as possible. Project manage that well, right? You want to announce or at least, you know, uh, or ideally schedule that feedback meeting in very early so you don't run into scheduling problems. Um, you know, clients might be on holiday, so you miss a week. So schedule it in early, project manage it well. Also, if you intend to use meetings, tell them in the kickoff, right? Managing expectations again. Um, but a meeting can be a great format. And then the last thing that we find is really, really boosting, especially in ongoing engagements, the willingness of the client to give feedback is what you do with that feedback, right? So the results that come out of the feedback process are critical for the client's willingness to engage in the process the next time, right? So if the client feels that, okay, everything I, I, I gave as feedback has been adapted, has been changed to what I wanted, um, they will be much more inclined to, at the next time, happily give feedback um, instead of if they find that whatever their feedback has not really been, um, you know, changed in the way they intended to or has not been maybe has even been missed right um then obviously that's a you know the, the willingness to do that again will be much lower and at the, in the same realm it's critical and i've seen this over and over again it's critical to if you change things based on feedback you have to give it some extra round of quality assurance because you want to make sure that while you change it you don't produce new you know, mistakes, issues, typos, uh, graphical errors, right? So when you when you process that feedback, be very thorough, be meticulous about it, and really make sure that you understand what the client wants, execute well, and don't produce new issues and mistakes along the way. It sounds silly, but it's really, really, really critical because once the client feels that, okay, if I give feedback, if I invest that, you know, 15 30, maybe 60 minutes of my day into reviewing this, then it's done, right? I don't have to do that again. I can rely on my partner and my agency to take that feedback and, and, and you know, basically process, in the, process it in the way um, that, that I meant, right? So be very, very, very thorough in processing feedback. So to sum up, 
if you want to nail your feedback process, you will never be able to exclude the factor of the client completely, right? So you have to live with the dynamics that this brings, with the uncertainty and with the just the human uh, factor of it. But the six things you can do to improve your client feedback are managing expectations well, project manage the feedback process itself well, balance feedback on early stage deliverables versus the final deliverable, make it as convenient as you can for the client. If you can, use meetings to collect and discuss feedback instead of just asynchronous feedback. And lastly, process whatever feedback you get from the client meticulously and with a lot of detail. So with these six things, and these are all, you know, little, little, you know, fine tunes that you can make to your feedback process, not a, not a huge game changer. But if you have these six things well under control, um, you're basically going to, going to, increase your process quality when it comes to feedback and along the way client satisfaction quite significantly right because think about it if the client knows what to expect um, they're very clear on when to do it and have enough time allocated for it they understand what they give feedback on it's easy for them to do it you might even be there along the way and then they feel okay and i've, I've gave i've given the feedback and the end result is really really good and it's exactly what i meant I mean, that is, that is a pretty good client experience and will lead into smoother operations as well. So I hope that um, this is helpful. This is what we've learned across uh, alongside working with, you know, multiple agencies on client approval processes. This is also my personal experience from both sides of the, of the table, um, being both a client and an agency owner. And now as a consultant, these six things can really propel your feedback process. So thanks for tuning in today. I hope this is applicable for you. I hope you can use that. Um, feel free to reach out to me on uh, LinkedIn and um, also, you know, check and, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast for, you know, future episodes of valuable content on how to run your agency. Well, thank you. My name is Benjamin Lander. Have a lovely day and crush your agency goals. Bye-bye.